Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult Series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME-CE credit. You are seeing Madison, a 14-year-old, for her well-child exam. When you enter the room, you note that Madison is looking at her phone, texting and scrolling. You try to engage her, and she looks up occasionally from her phone to respond to questions. You ask her if she would mind putting the phone down just for a few minutes so you can talk with her. She sighs and says, sure, and then places her phone on her lap and smiles a little. Madison starts to tear up when you ask her how are things with her friends. You ask her about her tears and she shrugs. Sometimes it's so hard. She talks about social media use and she tells you that she's on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and tweets daily. It's how I keep up with my friends, she says. She estimates that she spends at least a few minutes every hour on social media. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today to talk about social media and adolescence is Dr. Susan Feeney, coordinator of the Family Nurse Practitioner Program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Wow. So Madison sounds like an awful lot of our of our adolescents and even some of our peers in adulthood. Absolutely. Um, can you talk a little bit about you know what what's, how social media is defined and what's associated with its use, both positive and negative? Sure. Well, social media um, there's several there are several platforms and it feels like there's a new one coming out all the time. But there's the of course Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Instagram, which is a, uh, a platform for sharing pictures, Snapchat, which is uh, also a picture sharing, Twitter, which is more of a you know a, a, a chat type of platform, and then there's Tumblr, uh, which looks at um, you can add videos, it's multimedia blog, and then Reddit, which is a uh, group chat setting that uh, can get into very specific uh, topics, and all of these um, are. When, when we look at some of the recent studies, they look at use, this is all considered part of social media and goes into figuring out how, many, how much time kids are, or kids and adults are spending on that. So, you know, it's not all bad. You know, there's, uh, we get a lot of positive things from these, this, these uh, social media platforms. So, you know, keep up with current events. Um, you can have interpersonal connection. A lot of kids and adults will find that. Uh, they'll find common cause. And there's sort of enhancement of social networks. So, you know, sometimes when people feel a little bit of an outcast, they can actually find commonality and they can find people that have, you know, the same interest in some of the topics. But there, we are finding some negatives. And what uh, a recent study actually looked at, asked uh, U.S. teens, a large number of kids, and more than a quarter of them felt that there was mainly negative effects from social media, which I found really fascinating, that 25% of kids were saying, yeah, I'm, I think this could have some really bad effects, even though they're still using it. And so some of the, the, the negatives that they identified and some research identified is uh, rumor spreading, 
uh, and once it's out there, um, <laughs> you can't get it back. Uh, lack of in-person contact, that's huge. Unrealistic representation of others' lives, you know, the, the, the fancy Facebook picture of I idealized uh, life. Peer pressure that can be uh, put on people, especially kids in the, um, through some of these platforms, cyberbullying, which we know exists, uh, and then ultimately mental health concerns. And we can see um, there's been studies that have looked at um, bullying and attention deficits and um, actually worsening depression and anxiety that can be associated with the use of these platforms. Well, that sounds like quite a bit of information. Um, I, know, I know I use Twitter for work and I share articles with peers and um, it seems good, but I, I've had many instances where uh, many of the things you've talked about have occurred, where people comment critically or take things uh, to an unusual place. Um, but we've got Madison in the room here. How do we, what strategies do we have to assess the risks of social media on her health, in particular her mental health? Well, the thing I, when listening to you talk, and as an adult, if you have good ego strength and you feel pretty good about yourself and you, you know that these might just be sort of nonsensical statements, it's a little different than if you are an adolescent who doesn't have the broad perspective to be able to say, well, that mean concept is our, our talk really doesn't impact me. You know, they're much more vulnerable. And, um, you know, when you talk about time spent on, on platforms, it's phenomenal how many, how how much time people can spend on these platforms in a day. And it's, it's a constant exposure. So um, a recent study looked at um, data collected through a, a national database. So it looked at almost 7,000 kids. And they, they looked at them over a period of time. They, they, um, they looked at exposure, and then they looked at outcomes. And exposure is, they asked them, first of all, do they, do they use any of these media? and they use the ones we talked about. And if they do, how long? And they looked at people that were on 30, um, 30 minutes a day, um, or th uh, 30 minutes to three hours, three hours to six hours, and greater than six hours. And you know, you say to yourself, how could someone constantly be on um, social media? But if you know, Madison's got her phone, and she's telling you, I'm doing this every hour while I'm awake, and most of these kids sleep with their phones, right? So um, it, you could see how it could build up. So what they found was that when they looked at kids, who, a group of kids who said, no, I never use any media, and they compared it with anybody who was 30 minutes or more, they did find that there was a greater risk or association with mental health concerns. But what they really found was that at kids who were three hours or more of daily use, there was an association with mental health issues specifically they use the term internalizing and externalizing, specifically with internalizing symptoms, and that would be depressive symptoms and anxiety symptoms. They did find some correlation with external, which is the bullying, the attention deficit, but it was very strongly associated with depression and anxiety symptoms. So my concern for Madison is um, she seems just in a, I haven't done a, P, you know, a PHQ-2, but I can tell there seems to be detachment. She's tearful. She's clearly got an issue worrying about keeping up with her friends and things are hard. She's at risk just by looking, doing a quick survey. Um, I would be concerned about the media use possibly uh, worsening or causing some of these symptoms. So, you know, I think it, 
it behooves us to really take the time. And you may actually have to say, I'm going to hold off on my exam today, and we're going to talk about how you're feeling, and we're going to talk about your, your social media use. All right, so you've made a very good case that social media has some ill effects, especially in the teenage population. Um, now you're suggesting that maybe we spend most of this visit. Um, how do we counsel her? What, what should we be encouraging her to do? Or what questions should we be asking her that help her recognize the adverse effects of well, social media? First of all, you need to say, Madison, tell me what platforms are you using? And how do you use them? And how, you know, they, there are, most phones will give you an assessment of how much time you spend on your phone. So if she doesn't know how to use that, maybe you say, hey, let's look at this. And you know what I'm worried about is that you're, you're, this may be make, helping you or worsening your, your feelings about yourself. So let's talk about how you might be able to back off some of these activities. And I also would say, what does this mean to you? What, what pleasure do you get from this? And I could say, you know, you know about a quarter of people, about kids your age find that this, this stuff is very negative. How can we find a way to help you balance this so that you can be less engaged? Um, I also think that, you know, getting and asking, saying, you know, does your mom know? Does your dad know? Because the AAP um, has some, and the, um, and the CDC has some really great, websites uh, or web pages and toolkits to help parents sort of help their kids disengage you know to putting the phone in a basket during dinner you know li making you know limiting the time or, or even saying how, how do we bring you down from three hours to two hours how do we bring you know keeping track of that uh, and more interpersonal engagement and and you know and again we can't we don't know if it's correlated, but there has been an increase in suicidal behavior and ideation in across the board, boys and girls, but specifically in girls. So we can't say that, that this is the cause, but certainly there's been an increase. So we are really, uh, it's incumbent upon us to assess the mental health and, and psychological well-being of our adolescents and finding out, you know, are they being bullied? How, is, how are they using these platforms? And, and understanding that this is going to be more than just this one visit. I think that sounds that that sounds very appropriate. Um, I've certainly had adult patients come in. I've had married couples come in. One complaining about the other's social media use. I've had plenty of adolescents who've had um, uh, dysphoric feelings based upon their interactions online. So it seems incumbent upon us in the world of primary care to query our teens, query what find out what makes them anxious and depressed, what makes them sad, what makes them feel better, and and try to help them make those decisions. And if, if that cutoff is three hours, you would think, how does anyone have three hours a day? Uh, but using those tools that you describe, I know there's a number of apps that you can download that will right. help you set limits with, with time. Um, right. All and, that being said, social media is very addictive and people is. love it. It is. And I think maybe get empowering her to say, look, you know, we're not, we don't want somebody wagging their finger at you. You can, you can self-regulate here and understand that, you know, people that present them, you know, what you see on Facebook and where you see other places are idealized. These are airbrushed lives, you know, so find a way to understand, you know, give meaning and, and, um, you know, sort of help her find that, um, you know, that, that her, Self-esteem should not be tied to the, to the platform. Thank you, Susan. This is very important. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Heavy use of social media increases the risk of um, some negative psychological uh, outcomes. Assess your teens for depression and anxiety, both internalizing and externalizing. 
and ask them to decide how much social media time is beneficial to them. Join us next time when we talk about screening for autism in early childhood development. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast. Join Dr. Domino and regular guests Alan Ehrlich, Susan Feeney, and Jill Tarian at PrimeMed East, a medical education conference and exhibition in Boston, Massachusetts, December 4th through 7th. View the agenda and register at primemed.com slash east. Use registration code podcast. Hope to see you there.